What's going on, everybody? My name is Tylus. And here's Ants again for the first time in God knows how long. <laughs> With Elite Gaming Gear starting another podcast, this time much closer to Halloween. It is spooky season. It is the spooky year. Too spooky. We are we are spooky. <laughs> I don't think that picked up very well. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's uh, I think it'll be fine, honestly. Once it plays back, it'll be great. Well, probably, hopefully. At this point, we can't change it anymore, so I'm not going to stop it. So, Fair enough. So, what games are you excited for that are coming out recently? Do you know any games that are coming out The recently? only games that came out that I was looking forward to is Back for Blood, which disappointed me, and then the new Mario Party that we haven't tried yet. See, Back for Blood is good, but the swarm mode isn't versus like old left 4 dead they need it's to just bring back versus survival that's yeah it. that's all it is and but they need to have honestly, it like just the campaigns alone there's like severe balancing issues with gun damage oh yeah versus melee damage ridden health totals and just damage modifiers as a whole have you gone up against the hag yet yeah. Oh my gosh, I had no clue what that <laughs> was when I saw One of my I friends was like, oh, be careful, oh, be careful, and then I just hear screaming, and then I turn around and see him get grabbed. All I saw was someone has startled the hag, and I'm like, what does that mean? And then literally it grabbed someone and just shoved him in his mouth and started running away, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? Pardon my language. But um, that that's exactly what I thought was, what in the world happened there? And that was the first time I saw it, and we had the mist event, so it was just fog Yeah, that, that's everywhere. what happened to us, too. Well, the worst thing, though, is, uh, <laughs> don't startle the birds! These birds?! <laughs> Immediately that, shoots that, them. By the way, that's me in the group every time, unless we're, like, on the verge of death. Oh, there was this, there was this meme I saw, where it was me, the Ridden, and the alarm door 100 meters behind it, and it's just like, oh, oh yeah. you stupid bullets, bullet. bullets have unlimited penetration against non-solid objects for oh, some yeah. reason. But here's the thing. If it is a door, you can't shoot through a door. In if it's Back a for thousand blood. Ridden are lined up, it can go through them no problem. Yeah, it can go through every single one of them. The second it hits a door that is made out of what feels like plywood... Congratulations, you can't shoot through the door. You see this giant ridden on the other side of the door. It's just beating the crap out of it. The door's not breaking. You shoot it once and it doesn't even hit it. There's a giant hole in the side of the door, but when you shoot through that hole, you're still hitting the door. Yep, like, it's a full hitbox, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. Not to mention just how overpowered melee is as a whole. Oh, yeah. Especially with when you're playing as Holly, when you get extra stamina, you can I, just swing. I played as Holly and had the extra or the stupid adrenaline rush perk or whatever it was mm. called that doubles your stamina. That was ridiculous. There's, you can I, max out your stamina so easy in that game. <laughs> I was literally able to sprint for the full chapter without having to stop. I turned back, my teammates are like halfway there, like... What? It's even worse when you get like you get the movement speed perks that increase your stamina percentage, not like yeah, a flat I, amount. I just, just loaded up on stamina boosters oh. and then what was it? It was just the health on melee kill. So I was basically yeah. immortal. You I were had just a running out stamina. of stamina. It was ridiculous. Like it was so unbalanced because I tried playing it with a gun loadout. That felt worthless. Oh, yeah, it really does. Weak Unless you're going, like, full weak spot damage and have a and even sniper. Then, even then, the weak spots are, like, impossible to hit. Yeah, honestly. Either it's the positioning, oh, it? like, the stupid tall boys. They, they're they have spot different spots. Them. They have different spots because the crusher, it has spots on its throat, 
and the um, bruiser has spots on its shoulder. But the shoulder is always facing away from you. <laughs> yeah. And the AI never smart enough to turn around, and the corridors are too small in general. Yeah, once so you get caught. So it's like impossible to hit its weak spot unless it's mid-swing. And I got caught off guard by the trauma damage. Like, the sheer amount of trauma damage you can sustain in that game is ridiculous. If you don't have a dock, you're basically useless. Yeah, it's like, oh, congratulations, you've been hit. You can't heal 10% of your HP anymore. And it's like, but I only got hit by, like, four ridden. Yeah, that's the game now. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would as be nice. As soon as I saw a card system, I knew the game was going to be disappointing. Because anytime you see a card system like that... They balance it around the cards and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that just leaves a lot of problems. So I actually tried out Aliens Fireteam recently, and it's got a similar issue. Like, you have cards, and it's basing it all around the cards, but the difficulty ramps up super quick. Like, the normal difficulty is too hard to do with three people who are oh, new yeah, to the game. Oh, yeah, that was a problem with Back for Blood, too. Yeah. <laughs> you played it on, like, whatever the highest setting was. It took, like, a full mag to kill a common. Veteran, yeah. And then you... Or Nightmare. You notch it down one difficulty, and the game feels like... It's completely different. Complete, like, super easy mode still. Like, there's no variation whatsoever. It's honestly ridiculous, because there's some, like, corruption cards... That are really, really bad, and there's some that don't even feel like they're an issue. Like the mist doesn't feel like it does anything. No, it does. Especially if you're running melee builds, the mist is worthless. It doesn't do anything other than make you know, hey, look, that thing's over there a little bit earlier. But with melee, it doesn't even matter. The second he gets to you, you're just like ding, ding. Oh and yeah, it's dead. snipers felt way too weak in general. Snipers are strong, but their reload times and that like most of them are bolt action anyway. And so they're oh, all God. slow as Did you? I was playing around with the settings. There was a button to turn every gun full auto. Yeah, I saw uh, that. It, yeah. it it reduces recoil to zero on non-full auto weapons. And then basically just... It removes all of the challenge of a semi-auto weapon. Mm-hmm. DMR, you can just sit there and you unload hold the trigger and it barely thing. moves. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, I mean... I guess they're working on balancing it, but we'll see what happens because uh, I don't think all it's All I know is be... that game was a quick uninstall after a week of play, uh, and that really saddens me. I'm going to keep playing it just because I, I'm hoping it'll get better eventually, like Fallout 76. Fallout 76 started out just awful. It was in the ground, garbage, and now it's actually a decent game to play, as long as you avoid all the level 300 players that haunt the servers at this point i tried playing it a while ago it was just not interesting yeah some of those quests are a month or two ago and it just it felt like fallout 4 but less stuff to do yeah which is uh, it that's exactly what it is it's fallout 4 but a smaller map less things to do and you have to avoid other players that can basically instant kill you even if you don't engage in PvP, they can just burn you down, and the penalty a, is worthless. I want to play a PvP game, I'll play Black Desert. <laughs> yeah, with the new, um, what's her, the Admiral? Hmm? Uh, what's the, um... Corsair? Yes, that lady. Oh, uh, it's the same one as my PvP. Helmet. She's not in PvP? Worthless outside of PvP. Oh, okay. That, honestly, doesn't surprise me. I haven't loaded Succession it up for her. Succession Stance is all about anti-shield class, and then Awakening is ranged combat with otters, shooting <laughs> cannons at people. Ranged combat with otters sounds like a great time, I'm not gonna you lie. You have a harpoon gun, and you yell at otters to shoot cannons at people. Is, is What's there it, not to lie? Why does this sound like Monster Hunter World, but poured it over? Like, is that the term of your palico, is just an otter with Basically. companion? 
Yeah, basically. I want an otter companion that shoots cannons. Imagine that in Sea of Thieves. You know, instead of a dog pet, you just have an otter that's sitting there firing the cannons in a straight line. Oh, that'd be awesome. Honestly, I think I'd have my full boat just loaded with cannons. Just otters. Just otters everywhere. Everyone else is doing whatever they're doing, but I just want the otters. <laughs> I was hoping that the Corsair would have been an otter. That'd be fun. <laughs> was it, imagine, isn't there like, an otter, three... like, fisherman master yeah. that you can learn from? I remember seeing that. Yeah, he's in the main city. He's the one that teaches you about fishing. Yeah. The, like, the very first main city you run across. Maybe he's the descendant of the Corsair's otters. If only There's we could a be. Whole of them. <laughs> if only we could be so powerful. Actually, there's a couple villages of otters, and they're great. Although there's nothing there, though. Best place to be, Black Desert, the otter cities. It's called Splashing Point. <laughs> of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. But no, um, where was it? There was another game coming out, Far Cry Six just recently dropped and i haven't had a chance to play it yet i was never cared for far cry see i don't I, really every time i look at one of those games it looks like exactly the same as the previous one with just different skins over the weapons and stuff yeah this one i know is like you're trying to rebel against a dictatorship which was similar to the previous one except for you were as the government last time this time you're trying to stop the government or something like that it's so like you're undermanned exact, basically the exact same game just as the last opposite one. yeah as far as I'm aware, I haven't played either That's of them, so I can't a huge say anything. Chunk of why I didn't play the Assassin's Creed series too, because I played one and two, and then I just got bored with it after trying Brotherhood. I played Assassin's Creed up until they released um, b- the one before Odyssey, the Egypt one. I don't even know what that one was oh, called. I don't remember what it's called either. But like that's when I basically stopped because they changed it from traditional Assassin's Creed to like they have health bars and levels, and it's just. That's not what Assassin's Creed used to be, so... I just kind of dropped it at that point. Oh, what is it called? It's gonna bother me that I can't remember. I know it was after Black Flag and Syndicate. My brain wants to say Origins, but I don't think that's right. I think it might have been Assassin's Creed Origins. Because that was... I think that was the one there in Egypt? I don't know. I don't know either. But, anyway. I think Far Cry 6 is going to be okay. But I still haven't played it yet, so I'm not really sure if it's going to be good or not. I just want a co-op player. Like, a co-op game, open world, and that's it. That's all I want, is a co-op open Sounds world Sounds like game. you want to play Deep Rock Galactic! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hasn't that been out for a long time, though? It's on Game Pass on Xbox. I uh, love that game. <laughs> didn't it release in 2017? I have no idea. I know it's been out for it's been Xbox out for, a for a while. It's time, and it's, it's constantly getting updated, and it's always a lot of fun. It's finally getting a lot of attention that it deserves, though. A lot of people are playing it online nowadays. A lot. I, I didn't realize that until, like, a month ago, is that a lot of the stuff that PC has, it's like, oh, we're locked out of that. No, I just wasn't progressed far enough to see it. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. Maybe. Maybe next time. The game, uh, that's the big problem, though, is it? it's an investment to get to the fun part. Yeah, that's how I felt about uh, Elder Scrolls. Well, oh, Elder God. Scrolls was good. It's just once you if, get to a certain point, you just need to buy the packs to do anything fun. That's how it feels with pretty much every game anymore, is that you have to play for, like, what, five, ten hours for the fun parts to even start now? I was not even start on, like, Monster Hunter World, the time it takes that. That's a good game, don't get me hey, wrong. Hey, I love Monster no, Hunter. No, Monster Hunter World's fantastic. It's Besides, just... a lot of the beginning of that is, hey, get used to this, because it's going to get significantly harder. Oh, the second you go into Master Rank, you just get stomped into the ground. Like, you're at the end of Hard Rank, and you're just like, yes, I can take on a Nergigante by myself with no problem. 
I might be able to challenge the um oh what's it called the beast from Final Fantasy um the behemoth yeah it's like oh i could take on the behemoth with a squad at hard rank and it's like no you can't but master rank it's like congratulations you know that thing called the nergigante yeah this thing eats those and it's like huh excuse me <laughs> I, I still hunt the ruiners all the time i haven't beat have master even, mode yeah have you even seen a ruiner i have you need master 100 to hunt them yep which i think is insane and there's people who are just master rank 999 and yeah, i run across a few of them i'm just like wow every time i see one of them they have always got like the um fatalis gear on and i just i know their max level because i just see their weapon and i'm like oh there it is fatalis yep They've beat the game already many times, and they're just playing it for. I've been I trying to why. kill Fatalis for so long. Oh god, I got I so close. I refuse to group up for it though, so that probably makes it harder. Oh yeah, because he's got that supernova that just insta kills every time. But it's just, oh, Master Rank introduced supernovas, and supernovas is what makes fights difficult. Teostra always had it though. Teostra, well. yeah, they had theirs. But it wasn't like a supernova. It was just their area kind of exploded. Oh, but, the, uh, like, oh yeah, they have the insta-kill supernovas. Yeah, now they have the insta-kill supernovas like the behemoth. Like if you don't Elotrion, get behind that meteor, to... it just nukes you. What is it, a Latrion? You have to DPS check? Yes, if you don't beat it, if you don't beat its DPS, then you actually will die instantly. Like, because the higher health it has, the more damage it does. And if you're by yourself... Like, especially if you're running, like, a light weapon, it's almost impossible without DPS, that thing. I'm a bow main in that one. I know all about pain. Oh, my gosh. The bow took me so long to understand how to use. Like, it was ridiculous. I was always a charge blade, and then I swapped over to the twin blades, and then I tried the bow out. And the bow, it took me so long to beat enemies, and I just couldn't understand why I was mess. I never used the combos. I always just tried to full charge shot every time that's what the old monster hunters used to be and they changed <laughs> yeah. it for world it's really good on world though like their combo if you can master those combos you can drop everything like you can keep them stunned the entire time bows are overpowered solely because you can do exhaustion damage range damage and shard or the slash damage all in one weapon yeah then on you can do so, the blunt with the um the insect cage, can't you? Like when you depending um, on the bug. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. The I think glaive, it's, yeah. You need a or you need one of the kinsects that does specifically blunt damage. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole tree for both blunt and sharp. There's a whole tree for every kinsect. Like they have all of it going from lightning to ice to blunt to par paralysis to sleep to poison. Oh, the yeah, kinsects jump dust. everywhere. And it's insane. I always had a healing one, because it helped me. See, I could never use the Kinsect Glaive. It was just not my style. I couldn't jump around and do those attacks. Bow, sword, and shield, the Insect Glaive, and then I would play with the heavy bow guns every so often. The heavy bow guns are nice, especially when you get the um, Wyvern the Heart. Snipe one. Oh, the Wyvern Snipe? Wyvern Snipe's so handy when something's running away, and you just drop down and I, fire. I, I just love the satisfaction of the explosions lining the body. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, especially if it's, like, a super long creature. Like, um... Oh, what's the golden one? Colvetera. Yeah, I can never pronounce that. I used that. to hunt that one for fun as a duo. Sniping that thing is so satisfying, because you just see all the parts break on it if you're on the right angle. But the cannons in that game, if you're not running a God. cannon build, they're painful to fire sometimes 
Like aiming them is fine. It's just Without they the go buffs, a they certain worthless. level. <laughs> yeah, you're better off just spamming Wyvern Heart or Wyvern Snipe. But um, I've completely like gone off track talking about Monster Hunter World. I believe the next thing was, uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Halloween events in video games. What is a video game you're playing right now that has a Halloween event? They're both BDO and Destiny right now. What's the Destiny's Halloween event? Festival of the Lost for the fourth year in a row. I don't know what that is. You wear a mask that you get handed. You do normal activities to get a new currency called Spectral Pages. Then you do Haunted Lost Sectors, which are basically really easy content with a boss rush. I like boss rushes. I you play have, a lot of Dark Souls. You have to stand in specific spots to summon a boss called a Headless Knight, or a Headless One. Then you have to kill it, and you have to do ten before five minutes. Oh, so you have to kill as many bosses as possible. No, it caps at ten. Oh, so it, you can't kill more? It's happened more than once where I'm just with a group of randoms, and we'll kill ten of them within, like, two minutes, and then we just have to sit there and wait for the final boss to spawn for, like, the next two or three minutes. <laughs> Do enemies keep spawning, or does it just... No, it's just empty for that oh until gosh. the timer's done. I can't imagine that, just sitting there for three minutes doing nothing, waiting for the boss. Well, we're, no, we're, I can. I played WoW. I can definitely do that. All we do is play with emotes, like dance with each other and all that. Just and hanging then, out, basically. Yeah, so one of us will get bored and start throwing themselves off the cliff in the in the little lost sector, and then the rest will join, and then we'll just keep doing that for the, until the boss spawns. <laughs> oh, the, um, a game I've been playing recently, that sounds like absolute torture sometimes. Like, well, there's some days you just don't want to sit there and wait. One thing I think is funny, though, just about Destiny in general, on the tower, the safe zone hub, there's a voice line from some of the random faceless NPCs walking around. Oh, Jumper was a guardian, already rezzed and on his way. <laughs> so, uh... Oh my gosh. I can't imagine that. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I love the Halloween events for most games. Chivalry used to have one. I don't know if they're doing one for Chivalry 2. I haven't actually loaded it up. But it used to be when you're playing horde mode, they're, all the skeletons would have pumpkins on their head, and they'd all just rush at you saying these dumb, corny, like, bone jokes. Like, what's another one? What's a skeleton's favorite snack? Spare ribs! And they'd just start laughing and running away, and it was the dumbest thing, because they always said, like, just bone jokes, constantly. Ugh. Uh, it, was, it was painful, but it was really funny to listen to. And I always love that part. And they don't have that in Chivalry 2. They don't have a horde mode, which I think is an undersight or an oversight, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. That, because that Chivalry like a 2. a really fun game for a horde mode. Oh, yeah, because it's just enemies swarm you and you just start swinging. But once you get to a certain point, it's just there's archers, there's swordsmen, there's people with shields, great axes, giants, and you're just like, well, time to run. And you spend the entire time just kiting like 30 enemies all at once. But um, Dead by Daylight has a new killer in it. Can you guess which one it is this time? Uh, Johnny was telling me about that. Oh god, what was it? Wasn't it Pinhead? Yeah, it's the Cenobite from Hellraiser. Yeah. Pinhead is in Dead by Daylight, and he's brutal. He dominates the they entire game. That. They always do that. They release they a really new killer, do. and they overtune it to be overpowered. And then after people buy it, they nerf it to the ground. I think that that's might what, just be what they do. No, like, that's what they've done for every killer, especially the licensed ones from other stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. always what it is. Because uh, 
What's his face? It's a good marketing ploy. Uh, Pyramid Head? Leatherface or whatever. Oh, yeah. He was brokenly overpowered for a good bit until they released uh, What's-His-Face, the Um, Michael Myers. Oh, my gosh. Michael Myers And then he was overpowered. Oh, no. He's still broken. They have this build now where you can get tier three. So how Michael Myers works is you stalk people. Once you stalk them enough, you progress a tier. And once you get to tier three... You can insta-down people with You can insta-down people. They're permanently exposed while it's active. And then there's an add-on you can get that you can insta-kill them with a a finisher. So, yeah. You can mori them. So instead of hooking them three times like you normally do, you can insta-kill them. However, there's a specific build you can go that has... Once you get to tier three, it doesn't go away. You're stuck in tier three. Every enemy is permanently exposed. All the survivors. And then the second add-on is you can kill any survivor that's exposed. Which means you don't have to hook them at all. As soon as you hit them once, you kill them outright. But that requires extreme RNG on your side to get that to work, though. Well, it's it's not... Like, yeah, you need those two specific items, but once you progress the... Bl- like candy? Yeah, once you progress the blood web up to, like, 40-something, those ultra rares are really easy to find. You can find tons of them. Like, as the pig, I have videotapes... I have like six of them, and basically what the videotape does is it starts the trial with every survivor with a bear trap on their head already. And Ooh. so as soon as they like finish a gen, all their bear traps activate. Wow. Yeah, but it does limit me to where I only have the one bear trap in my inventory. I don't have like more, I just have the one. So the first person I find that's taken theirs off, I just put it right back on. You remember when the Legion was basically useless? Oh, when he could frenzy and just not go anywhere like the range of his uh killer instinct was just super low and then all the the bleed effects from when you actually did hit someone were way too long to do anything <laughs> yeah the mending because oh. you could either chase them back down and hit them and do nothing with the, the attack s- or go the s- after someone else not to mention the self-care meta that basically erases that even being a threat yeah they actually nerfed self-care recently it's not as good as it I used to played be the game in like years that's fair Put it this way, the newest killer when I quit was uh, Ghostface. Oh, uh, Scream. Have you heard about that new movie? The new Ghostface movie? Not at all. So they're making a new Scream, similar to how they did a new Halloween. And it's basically all of Scream's previous victims in one movie. Like, they're not all alive, but it's like the people who survived those movies are now all in one movie. And I know they're going to try and make it like the finale, but it's not going to work. They're going to put a cliffhanger at the end that says, they oh. They always do. Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, there's another scream somewhere else that you are just now finding out. Or they'll put, like, hints that this isn't the final scream. And, yeah, they, they always gonna do. They're just going to do that just so they can make more money later. Yeah. And I really wish they'd just cap out one of the series because that finale would be amazing. Like, Jason, um... Watch, they're going to make another one of those. They're going to make another Friday the 13th, and it's going to be just awful. I really don't want them to, but they're probably going to. They're definitely going to. Back to the um, Dead by Daylight, though. The Halloween event, there's pumpkins scattered all around the map. You can smash a pumpkin, and it'll give you a detrimental effect or a positive effect, or it'll do nothing. And so, randomly, it's called a trick pumpkin, a treat pumpkin, or just a pumpkin. If you smash a pumpkin, you can gain haste and just speed off down at speed of light. Or you can gain slowness and not move. The killer can get the slowness too. So when he smashes a pumpkin expecting to get haste, he's just like, well, now I can move like five feet a minute. 
and it lasts for like 30 seconds. So you're just sitting there like, dang, now I really can't chase anybody. I've been tempted to re-download it just because I miss playing as the killer every so often. Ooh, they added a new um, a new survivor that has a really interesting trait. So one of her perks is Hex Boon. She's able to have like opposite of hexes. She can take over a dull totem and put her own effect on it. So like one of them is a speed boost, shadow step. So she can bless a totem. And when a player runs by it, they get a speed boost. They get Surprised haste. It took them that long to make the totems do that. Eh. Well, I'm not surprised it took them a while to do it, but I am going to be surprised when they get more in because the effects they can do are limited at best. Like, it's speed up or slow or cause whatever thing. But yeah, I think the only hex people ever used to use when I played was Ruin. Oh, there's so many hexes now. They also changed Hex Ruin. Hex Ruin doesn't like make the skill checks obscenely hard anymore. It makes it to where the second you stop working on it, it regresses. And so they don't have to hit it. As long as you stop working on it, it's starting to regress automatically automatically and it regresses faster too. Mm. Which is annoying. Well, I used to play the doctor, so Oh my gosh. Not to mention I used to just I used to just chase that I played back when he had the the two different modes to shock or hit. Punishment and treatment? Yeah. Oh my gosh, like, the doctor I played was during so that annoying. Days, back when he was actually difficult to play. Yeah, now he's one of the easiest ones to play. Next to, um... They made Clown easier, too. He's got both the Antidote and the, um... Oh, uh, the Smoke Cloud. I can't remember what it's called. But it's like Toxic Treatment or something. When he throws his bottle. Yeah. He throws his bottle and it slows you, but he has a second bottle he can throw now that when he throws it, it creates a gas cloud that increases your movement speed or it cures the first treatment thing. And so he can throw it down. He can throw the first one, slow them, and throw a second one and speed himself up. And so if they want to cure it, they have to go through the smoke cloud, but it only lasts like five seconds. So, so you have made him actually playable. Yeah, they made him playable instead of just, hey, you can slow them. That's it. That's all you can do. That was the entirety of his kit, is you can slow them. But, um, the new uh, character is, like, a witch, is the whole premise. And one of the boons, which is supposed to work, it's broken at the moment, but it allows... Yeah, I know. They release it, and it breaks immediately. That, that just made me think of uh, Bungie and their plight against Telesto. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here, let me fix a weapon. Congratulations, you fixing this weapon has now caused a game-crashing bug that no. you cannot fix. It wasn't game-crashing, but it was game-breaking. So they had to disable Telesto because you could shoot its projectile... Because it lays, like, explosive projectiles on the wall for, mm. like, ten seconds. But they counted as enemies. So if you attacked them with a, your melee ability, there was a mod that you could generate orbs from killing with your melee ability... Well, people would just generate full supers for their teams endlessly because of that. Yeah. And then the gun re-enabled itself on its own, just <laughs> out of nowhere. You think you can stop me? Who do you think you are? They released a patch, so they fixed it, so you can't charge your teammates endlessly now. And then the gun just refused to disappear the projectiles, so if one projectile was on the floor, no one could get near it or they would die. That is... For the rest of the game. Oh my gosh, I can imagine just a whole map just laid out with those. 
It is the spoopy season, and a ghost has taken over. They and fixed the gun, only for it to break literally five minutes later. That's insane. This is bug number 30 in the past two years with that gun. Wow. <laughs> Which Honestly, I was kidding. That's insane. I can't imagine. That's so many bugs it's for just one Telesto. weapon. It's just Telesto. The rest, nothing that that major has happened. It's like, you think you can fix me? Allow me to break the game once again in a way that truly shows I am king here. Seriously. Oh, that was insane. <sighs> so many lines wasted. Oh yeah, but what was that hex or that boon that was broken in Dead by Daylight? Oh, it was a um a healing one. So if you stay within its range for 30 seconds, it will heal you by one health state. And Ooh, it can, yeah. What's the radius on it? Uh, it didn't say because it was broken at the time, but it's like 16 meters at level 1. I think it up to like 30 meters at level 3. That still seems really small. 30 meters is actually pretty big for a hex totem because if you're in that part of the map, even close I to that totem. I guess not having a good idea of how big the maps are kind of makes that harder to say though. Well, if you have like a second storied map, you could be above it and you'd still be counted as in its range. Like, go back to Haddonfield. Yeah, you. If it's not the worst map in the there's game, there's no flatland. Is that still the worst map? No, in the game? no, it's not. There's um, uh, Resident Evil's Raccoon City. It's really nice, actually. It's the whole like police station, the RPD police station. It's way too small, though, ain't it? It's really small. It's multi-layered, and it gives you an advantage if you've played the Resident Evil games. Because it's the exact same layout. So all the same secrets and everything? Yeah, exact same layout. So someone who, like a killer who's played the game and survivors who haven't, he's going to know where he's going every step of the way. Like, he knows how to get to each generator, each floor. But survivors, they're just like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm at. And with all the breakable walls, there's actually rooms that you can't even, like, get into unless he breaks the wall himself. Hmm. It's honestly ridiculous. They, they patched that out eventually, but now it's just... You can kind of just so walk through everywhere. So it used to be everywhere. a cool map, and now it's just a map. Yeah, it used to be a cool map, now it's just a map. But um, Lame. they added Nemesis, too. Nemesis is fun. He's really fun. I got ads for that on my Xbox when they added him, and I'm like, I don't even know what he's supposed to do. So his passive is there's zombies on the map. <laughs> like, there's just zombies everywhere. And they'll hunt down, like, they'll chase survivors, and if they hit them, they'll infect them. And once they're infected, if they hit them again, they'll cause health damage. And that's basically it. There's only like four or five antidotes on the map. So once you're infected, once you can clear yourself maybe once, twice, three times if you're really lucky. And then there's no more. Like, you're permanently infected. While infected, uh, Nemesis has a tentacle attack that has range and it levels up and mutates the more he uses it. And... Level 1 is just base. It hits you and infects you. If you're already infected, it does damage. Level 2, it can destroy pallets and walls. Like, those walls you have to actually activate to walk through, he can just break them down and go through. Hmm. 3, it has extended range. Which means, if you're on one side of the pallet, and he's on the other side of the pallet, and he's like 5 feet away from the pallet, he can still hit you with it and break the pallet in the process. Congratulations, you're now infected and you can't run from him. If you're in a straight line from him... He can hit you about the distance that a um, Death Slinger can shoot you. Like, that's the range of level 3. He just slams you and you're like, well, that was fun. And 
I think the best moment I've had when playing as Nemesis is when I hit someone with infection, and then I punched them so they were down one health state. They were running from me, and as Nemesis, I can see my zombies, but they can't. And I saw two of my zombies just walking into the room, and we were in RPD, and there's only one way out of this room, and both of the zombies are right there. And I just stood there and watched as the survivor ran in, and he got, like, just the crap smacked out of her, and she fell down, and I'm like... Yep, those are mine. <laughs> wow. But it's really, like, if you're Nemesis on RPD, there's too many hallways. Like, there's one-way paths to go all the time, and you just, you can't win if you're up against a Nemesis. Honestly, if you're up against a lot of the killers that have, like, really long lunges. But the pumpkin event is really cool. They have a lot of, like, redeem code. Like, they added codes you can redeem now, and a lot of them got leaked almost immediately upon releasing it. So everyone just bursted through all the codes and got millions of blood points. But once oh, you use them right. once, you can't use them again. But still, like, everyone got almost 2 million blood points from it. Which is an insane amount, considering, like, a million is enough to get you through 1 to 40 in the blood web. Oh my gosh. Another cool Halloween event that's going on is in Terraria. I love Terraria's uh, Halloween events because it's the pumpkin moon. And well, that's not a thing you can spam anymore? You can still spam them, but in Terraria during Halloween, like, once it realizes your console or your PC is set to, like, October, it'll start spawning pumpkins in your world. Like, they'll just grow on the grass. And, funny enough, pumpkins are as, pumpkin armor is as strong as iron. So, if you just start a world, all you have to do is harvest pumpkins and you have iron level gear See, already. The thing I remember was farming the pumpkin moons for the... Oh, Horseman's Blade? No. I was a, I liked the summoner build when they added that. Oh, the Raven uh, staff. Yeah, and I still never got one. <laughs> well, Raven or Bat, either one. No, I think the Bat one's from the Solar Eclipse. But I, the um, I farmed that and the Martian thing for the, the, the Cosmic Drive key. Oh my gosh, I had so many of those back <laughs> in the day. I think my favorite thing from the Martian invasion, though, was Mega Man's Blaster. I thought that was really cool, because I was just like, you could fire the laser beam and jump around with it. But it was really fun. But the Pumpkin Moon event, and they just recently released Masters Mode on consoles, which is so much harder than normal, because it requires you to make an arena, like kit out yourself as best as you possibly can for the level you're in, and get as many potions as you can that'll fit for your fight. Once those three things are done, you might be able to beat the boss. Yep. In normal mode, you don't need any of those things. You don't need an arena. You don't need potions. You don't even need the right gear and you could beat them. Expert mode, you need kind of the right gear and an arena. And that's all you need. You don't need potions, realistically. But master mode requires you to have everything. It's so much harder because it makes you prep for every single fight. And if you don't prep, well, you're going to get stomped. And it's do to be expected. Do we have the Empress of Light on console? Yes, we do. We do now. And she <laughs> has an amazing item that I can't wait to but get. I haven't beat her yet in I, console. I remember reading when it first came out that you could get that summon item that summons the magic swords. Mm -hmm. But you have to beat her during the day. Yeah. Which is like, She's, one hit, you're dead. Yeah, basically, yeah. You have to have the Cosmic Car Key or Duke Fijron's Mount. To basically outrun her, or a minecart track, basically. Any of those three will work. If you have the minecart track, you need the mechanical minecart. 
in order to survive because you can go full speed and she can still keep up with you in daytime like she the only thing that can be outran sorry no there is nothing that can outrun her except for the minecart even a unicorn on asphalt can't outrun her and you can outrun the dungeon guardian with Duke Fijron's mount without even like with the cosmic car key. It's not even that fast. You can outrun. It's just big and in a small corridor. Yeah, you can outrun the uh, dungeon guardian because if you go in a line, you move faster than he does. Like you move the same speed technically, but you fall faster than he does, so you can kite him around in circles to get the dungeon key, which will basically just give you a little skeletron head pet. But. The Empress of Light is a lot harder because her damage is just insane. She does almost the same amount of damage as Moon Lord in Expert Mode. And she's not even the final boss. Like, it's insane. I haven't even thought about trying to beat the Moon Lord on Masters yet. That's going to be a pain. But when you beat the enemies or the bosses in Masters Mode, you get these really cool golden trophies that sit there and like float and stand. And they're just amazing to see. They shine, they're glowy, they're cool. But I only have about half of them at the moment. I can't wait to get more. Starting a new Terraria character in the world. They're really fun. I really enjoy playing the I game. I haven't played the game in a long time. It's fun. I kept up on a lot of the news and stuff, though. Oh, I haven't watched um, October's State of Play yet. I can't wait to do that. I'll probably do that when I get home, actually. Because there's new stuff. There's always new stuff. All the time. Constantly. They're still updating the game. Journey's End. It's like, oh, Journey's End. This is the last update ever. And it's like, well, congratulations. We're still getting more updates. I'm like, I don't mind one bit. All right. At least in my opinion, I think it's a good game. I really do enjoy it. The Halloween events are cool. Uh, there is one more Halloween event going on in... Da -da 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 -da. What's the game called? It's a really, really derpy game. Fortnite always has their... Um, I love if I would call that derpy, but, um... I would. <laughs> Fortnite's derpy? Oh, definitely. Have you played it? I have definitely played... I haven't played the recent um, Halloween mode. I played it when it first came out, and that was about the last time I played it. Granted, I also played the PvE version, and I had a lot of fun with that, though. <laughs> the PvE version of original Fortnite is really good. It's a shame they didn't keep going. Or did, are they still going with it? No, I, they stopped updating they, it. Yeah, I thought they abandoned it. And it's just like, that was way more fun than the Battle Royale, though. Yeah, it really is. But um, eventually we might be doing an EGG-sponsored Terraria stream. Like, we'll actually start a world, play with the developers, <laughs> and actually show them, like, hey, this is the game. This is what we can do on the game. Or, like, because for some reason, Terraria has a lot of, like, wiring that is very similar to like computer tech like they have logic sensors it's really I've never simple learned any of that. it's oh my all right so in minecraft redstone i can't understand it at all the comparators don't make sense the observers kind of make sense i've been trying to learn redstone and i am struggling yeah redstone just goes over my head but the terraria wires it's just 2d so it's just like hey plug this into that plug this into this use a logic sensor so that when this happens this happens when this happens this happens and Minecraft is like, hey, you're trying to combine all of that in a 3D world, but you have half the materials to do so, and you have to make it as small as possible. And it's like, well, I don't know how to do that. And it's like, congratulations, then nothing works. 
pretty much. And that's exactly how I feel with redstones. Like, well, and then I... you go on YouTube and look up a redstone tutorial, and you see what's his face mumbo jumbo and his ridiculous, mumbo jumbo or JC plays his ridiculous redstone creations. Like, how did you understand that? He's like, check this out. This is a simple redstone contraption. Proceeds to make an engine that can run Doom in Minecraft. And it's just like, here you go. Simple, right? And you're just like, oh. What? I thought this was about an XP farm. <laughs> All right. I didn't realize I was playing Doom. And it's like, yeah, you have to get energy from playing Doom to ch charge this one furnace. It's like, I, I don't understand. How does this have anything to do with it? It's like, don't worry. It just makes sense. All right. But every farm he does is just like... Insane. A 64 by 64. He has borders 8 by 8 that go through the entire world. And he's just... Oh, it, it just took a simple, like, hour of grinding. And I'm just like, it, it's not simple if it takes an hour of grinding. Like, in Minecraft, it should take 10 minutes and you have the Even thing built. something just simple like the automatic bridge builder I saw. Oh, there was a flying machine that was, hey, congratulations, <laughs> you can make your own AC-130. And it's like, what? So I watched the video, and he's using, like, slime honey blocks to propel himself over. And he has, like, a TNT duplication glitch where he's just dropping bombs as it goes. Mm -hmm. And it, it won't stop unless it hits obsidian. It just goes. So it covered the entire Infinity World just going over and over again. Yep. There's also people who can make their bases on that. Like, they make a flying machine, they set their base on it, and they just play while their machine goes. And I I don't understand how they manage this stuff or how they come up with it. People who do redstone and, like, terraria wiring are insanely smart. I don't understand any of it. I, I don't. I understand the wiring. I don't understand redstone. Redstone is above and beyond me. I, want, oh, I never played with the wiring in terraria, so I, I never tried it very well, so... Maybe we'll do it one of these days, because it's, it's actually simple once you get a hang of it. You just have to get all the stuff for it. The one thing about Terraria, which they changed in Journey Mode, but Journey Mode is really interesting in Terraria. It's not like Minecraft's Creative Mode. You don't have access to everything. In Terraria's Journey's Mode, you have to get an item and research the item. Researching the item destroys it. And like let's say if it's a simple block, you need like 100 of them. And you research all of them, and now you can spawn that one freely. Like, you research money, you can spawn that freely once you max it out. So, like, when it comes to new weapons, like, if you manage to get all the stuff for the Zenith and make the Zenith, you sacrifice the Zenith, and then you can spawn as many of them as you want now with that journey character. Hmm. It's honestly a really cool system, because it forces you to play the game and find things, and once you've experienced enough of that item, then you can duplicate it. Like, their journeys mode is really, like, intuitive. It's a... What does it remind me of? It reminds me of Raft, where you just, like, research stuff, and then you know how to build new stuff. That's Makes what sense. it reminds me of. Definitely gonna start a new world and character on that and start from scratch again, though, because it's been a while since oh. I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I was complaining the other week because they updated Journey's End, and they changed all your controls again, because, of course, they did. And, but they made it to where you can like customize your controls. They would not allow me to put my grappling hook as L1. Like It just wasn't working, and I couldn't understand why they would ever do something like that, because it was just stupid. And then I realized that I was missing a button that says swap L1 with L2, and I'm like, oh, yeah. 
It was on a completely different section of the menu, and I just didn't understand. And it worked perfectly fine after that, and I'm like, wow, I really wish I knew that beforehand. But, hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah, they took a poll on it on Twitter, and that's what they came up with in the end. That just made me think of a really old vine. What up? My name's Jake. I'm 19. Never learned how to read. <laughs> what? You didn't read the you didn't read the setting manual. Oh no, I didn't read the setting manual. Well, I read the settings. I just didn't see that part. Yeah, you didn't read. Okay. <laughs> it is now come down to it. I am illiterate. Reading is not my forte. Attempting to read anything will automatically cause my brain to just shut off and is going in one ear out with the other. Oh, don't worry. My brain does that with numbers. Ah, I see. So don't worry. I can't read anything. And, and you I can't, can't understand numbers. <laughs> yeah. We're the perfect duo. I'll do all the numbers. You read everything because that's too much work for me. That works. <laughs> all right. So basically, um, are you ready to hear a scary story? What do you got? All right. So this is one my mom told me. So when my mom was younger, she had this dog named Johnny. Johnny was always like under her bed, like as comfort. So every time she'd get home, Johnny would be under her bed, she'd pet him, she'd lay down, and then she'd put her hand down and he'd lick her hand. His favorite spot was under the bed. He was always there, it was their routine every day to just come home, go to bed, Johnny's under the bed, have her lick his hand, go to sleep. And so one night during a thunderstorm, basically what happens is Johnny's like scared, he doesn't want to be outside. So he's under the bed and my mom comes home and she pets Johnny, goes to bed and has Johnny lick her hand before she goes to sleep because it's their ritual. And so she goes to sleep and later she wakes up to like the sound of dripping. And so she's like, I don't know what this dripping sound is. And so to go back to sleep, she couldn't really sleep because of the rain. So she had Johnny lick her hand again, went back to sleep or tried to, didn't really work. So she's like, fine, I'll find the source of the dripping because I can't understand what this is. Like, is the house leaking? Is the thunderstorm causing this? And so what she does is she gains the courage, she has Johnny lick her hand again, and she gets up and she goes to find the source of the sound. She can't seem to find it for like a minute straight, she just hears constant dripping and she doesn't understand where it's coming from. She finally figures out that it's from the basement. So she goes to the basement, she opens the door and she gets this really weird smell that she can't quite place. She knows it, but she can't place it and she turns on the light and sees this red puddle and she sees Johnny hanging on the, ho like the um, coat rack right there and his blood is dripping into the water or into the blood and that's the end of the story I've heard that from like a one of those uh, books of scary stories to tell in the dark and stuff I've heard that exact story from that ah so you're not surprised at all by this no. story no, Darn. the only thing missing was writing on the wall, humans can lick too. Yeah. That yeah, one is... I've heard that story before. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to be like... Oh. As soon as I heard the dog licks the hand after hiding under the bed, it's like, oh, I know where this is one's going. Darn it. I was going to tell you humans can look too after you like were like, well, where's it from? And I'd be like, there's writing on the wall that says blah, blah, blah. But yep, uh, you ruined my... Oh, well. People who haven't heard this before are going to love that or hate it. I well, don't care. Well, to be fair, a lot of people our age have probably read that same story, so... Maybe, but you never know. They might have found... This might be their first time hearing it. Maybe. It might be a spooky story for Halloween. 
But if you heard it for the first time, tell your friends. Scare the crap out of them, too. That's what we're here for. <laughs> one, one thing I know is uh, <laughs> I have actual, like, paranormal encounters. I live out on the Indian Reservation, so I see and hear things all the time, so... Alright, what you got? I'm curious now. You've caught my attention. Uh, one night, I went to go take uh, Johnny home, and I had to drive by the one of the old Shaker churches out there. It's just that area of the res is, like, always weird. There's, like, no animals anywhere near that church. It's always quiet. And there's just nothing there. It's just barren, empty landscape. It's just sagebrush everywhere, and that's it. Gotta love sagebrush, right? Banshee wailing in the middle of the night. Ah. I, I'm, I'm stopped over at his house. He's talking to me about how creepy that church always is. He hears that screaming we both do. Bug-eyed eye contact. I'm going in. See ya. <laughs> Bye. I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. Just runs that away at full probably speed. probably five or six times. Dang. I think it's time to um do an exorcism at that church and or the equip yourself with a rocket launcher. Funerals. Really? Yeah. That seems like a very useful church. It's <laughs> it's getting its use, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's horrifying. Dang. Has, have you ever gone in there during the daytime? I wanted to, but I could never get really close to it without feeling weirded out. Oh. One of these days, we're just going to have a group expedition out there. Oh, God. Camera, night vision cameras and everything. And it's like, hey, let's investigate where the band she's coming from. Little did you know, it's an owl. Oh, there's a difference between owls and that. I'm used to the owls. I'll hear one of them, like, screeching or making noises, and it's just like, shut up, you stupid bird. It's like, huh, that sound is a lot different from what I just heard. Well, yeah, oh yeah. well. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm leaving too now. <laughs> right. I have a creepy tale for both of you. Where did you come from? <laughs> I've been practicing that all week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can have. tell. <laughs> this is a tale, an older one you guys may not be able to relate to, but for our older audience listeners, I think they'll appreciate it, and the younger ones will be gripped with terror. There was mm -hmm. a little boy by the name of Timmy. Timmy kind of had a rough life. Didn't do so well. <laughs> Sorry, but Timmy is not the name you want to use. All I think of is Tobuscus's song. Little Tim, Tim, sleeping so soundly. Yes, poor Timmy. Plagued by problems. <laughs> Timmy was prone to bullying at school. <laughs> Trying our best not to laugh here. But Timmy is just not a good name. <laughs> Prone to bullying at home, picked on by his siblings and his parents. And that's the terrifying part. Everyone laughed. Yeah. Poor Timmy. As a matter of fact, Timmy only had one outlet. Just one. So it was beloved gaming console. It's the Xbox 360. He loved that console so much. What happened to it? Every day he'd come home and he'd wipe away the worries of the day. By booting up Call of Duty, or, you know, Battlefield Bad Company, or one of these titles that, you know, by modern standards weren't super impressive. But back then, that was all the difference to little Timmy. Basically changed his life. It made him be able to get up in the morning and tolerate the world that he was going into. 
It was one day after a particularly grueling day. Timmy was just was just so frustrated and so fed up, and he thought to himself, if I can just get home to my Xbox, I'll be able to make it through the day. If I can just log on for one minute to get a little bit of that Xbox Live goodness, life will be right again. Some time had gone by, and nobody had heard from little Timmy. Parents started to wonder where he was. Chores were stacking up. The kids at school didn't have anybody left to pick on. And it wasn't until after a couple of days that they started to notice the smell. With trepidation, their mother and father, the brothers and sisters all crept back to little Timmy's room. And the darkness was illuminated as the door opened by a flash of color. And there sat Timmy, catatonic in front of his console, flashing a red ring of death. Dun, dun, dun! That's it for me. <laughs> you were going on that Timmy rant, all I could picture was Johnny, the last time he played Mario Party, screaming about how, why, how dare you kick Tiny Tim while he's down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, little Timmy's Xbox. Little did you know, the biggest cause of consternation and fear. And just so you know, this is definitely not a plug, but if you are you having console issues, if you're having console issues, just go ahead and bring down your console to Elite Gaming Gear, and we can go ahead and get that fixed up for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I figured we may as well. We're talking about horror stories about consoles. Oh, speaking of horror stories about consoles, so I had this one friend who had a PlayStation 4. And their PlayStation uh, this is 4. Right? They have a PlayStation 4? What are they thinking? But basically, <laughs> they did they neglected the fan. They neglected all the dust every single time. Oh god. And so it just started getting louder and louder and louder. And every single time they turn it on, you could hear it from next door. Like you could always hear their console booting up. And eventually it got to the point to where their fan just stopped. And you couldn't hear any sound anymore. So we were just trying to figure out what happened to their PlayStation. And so we actually went over there the next day because we're like, hey, you, we heard you get online, but we didn't hear your console. What happened? And he's like, yeah, I swapped to an Xbox One. Yeah. That's the end of the story. Wow. <laughs> you just made me think about how just... PlayStations in general have a lot of fan issues, don't they? They do. Which brings me to our next tale of terror. Oh no, another tale okay, of terror. Okay, please, no, not this again. <laughs> Just <laughs> dies <laughs> while trying to tell a story. We told an older tale. Now we've got someone, uh, something for you younger kids. You keep saying this. Yes. Yes, yes. Keep saying it like you're super old. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Left fist? No, no, no. Right fist? No, no, no. Both fists? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good to know you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy winter night. When little Susie... Is that acceptable? Can we go with little Susie? Yeah, Hi, my name is too. Susie. That's Susie with the Z! <laughs> I'm listening. Sorry. Sally. Sally? Oh, okay. I'm fine with Sally. I have nothing to say about Sally. Can we agree on Sally? <laughs> sure, I guess. All right, so Sally was in her room, 
She had just received a wonderful Christmas present, a PlayStation 5, coveted amongst gamers, impossible to find with supply shortages, and there it was, set up in all of its hulking, towering, 12-foot-tall glory in the corner of her room next to her television. That night, as the room was a bit chill with the winter, Sally noticed that it wasn't quite as cold as it had been. She didn't really pay much attention. And the next day, she goes on about her business and plays some games. And If she didn't know any better, she could think, that, I don't know, something was off while she was playing. Couldn't quite put a finger on it. And the day passes and it moves into night, and she noticed that it wasn't only not cold in her room. It was a bit warmer than, un, you know, than usual. She found that the blankets that she needed were no longer necessary, and the thermostat got kicked down, and by the fifth night, she had the air conditioning blasting in her room. It was as if a gateway had opened up under her bed, and the heat of Hades was pouring into it. Well, time went by, and Sally moved on from her PlayStation 5, terrified of it at this point. It's the only thing that had gone into the room. They had taken it down to see if maybe somebody could look at it. Something was wrong. First, they went to a priest and claimed that there was nothing that could be done. That the demonic entity inhabiting that console was beyond their power. So she did the only thing she knew how. She went to Elite Gaming Gear. Where they proceeded to tell her that she had one of the newer production models that removed the copper heat tube and the console was consistently overheating and frying her room. Dun dun dun! Then that, that's it. Sorry. How'd I know? I knew you were going towards that the entire time. The second you were like a new PS5. For those of you who don't know, Is that the a new thing P that's yeah. Been for those of you who don't know, the new PS5 has actually replaced their copper heatsink with an aluminum heatsink, which has a far, far less, what, heat tolerance? It, it doesn't survive nearly as long. And so... Doesn't aluminum have, like, a very low melting point? Yeah, <laughs> it does. And so, uh, if you get the new PS5, just keep in mind, uh, your lifespan might not be as high as some previous ones. Oh, God. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a horror story that's going to keep you, keep you in your dreams for the next few days. Don't be spooked just yet, though. There is hope. Not really. You're kind of stuck. But, hey, what can we do at this point? It's spoopy season. Soon will be the holiday seasons, actually. Like, Wait, Turkey that, Day. Okay, I was going to say, no, no, until no. after Thanksgiving. We, we, don't, we don't jump to Christmas here. We go to Turkey Day first, all right? Okay, good. Turkey Day is important. Yes. Turkey I'm Day's... thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, you're thankful for Turkey Day? Food. You should be. Food is pretty nice. But I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. So, it has been me, Tylus. And Ants here. And our esteemed guest over there. Eh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his outro. Anyway, gear up and game on. We will see you in the next podcast. See Bye you guys. Bye.